Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and we are here for our third and final of the play-in games for the World Traveler Trivia Tournament. And wouldn't you know it, I found two more suckers to play my twisted game. Let's start off up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Jeff Woodhead, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing all right. And uh, I am, you know, well, I figured I needed a little bit of sagacity to survive this matchup with Drew today. What does that mean? Uh, you know, the quantity of sageness. And so I have ah. a thing with sage in it. Uh, it is oh, a joking. the Honey Girl Meadery uh, Cranberry Sage. It's a mead from uh, a meadery just down the road here in Durham. Uh, it's quite nice. The uh, the cranberry offsets a lot of the sweetness that comes along with the the, the honey from the mead. And uh, it drinks maybe a little sweeter than a wine, but kind of uh, uh, somewhere like a nice rosé that's uh, got a little bit better flavor palette, in my opinion. So it's very nice to drink. Hey, Jeff, I'll remind you that when you're looking over your left shoulder, you're looking at the exact opposite direction of your microphone. Mm, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I usually have my microphone over here, so I, I was know, trying something so, different tonight. When you're talking like <laughs> this, it's a little harder to hear you. So, <laughs> All right, I'm going to go move, move back over this way so I can actually talk and drink at the same time. <laughs> Ooh. There we go. I'll drink to that. Uh, let's. You already heard him because God Fine, knows he, he likes to. He loves to talk, and we love hearing him talk. He's going to use his mouth magic all over us tonight. Drew Buxbaum, my friend, how are you doing? And oh yeah, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm I'm doing all right. Can't complain too much. Um, still can't believe you're still bringing me on to these things. You haven't learned your lesson yet. Uh, mm. but maybe you will tonight because what I'm drinking, I love to stir up a little controversy controversy in life. I don't normally drink this swill, but, you know, when a bunch of bigoted idiots are telling me not to drink something, God. I break out the Bud Light. <laughs> oh, my God. It even has a weak-ass pop. Jesus. <laughs> mm, bottled water, everyone. Bottled water. <laughs> Well, now I feel like this is unfair because I'm going to be getting way more drunk than Drew during the course of this episode. No, you're not. I accounted for that. <laughs> a man has the full six pack. You're going to have to shotgun one after every question. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Drew, I'm not going to lie. I have one Bud Light left in my fridge and I almost grabbed it. But I'm like, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> Well, the, the, the fun thing about that whole thing before we jump in, I'm not going to stir up any actual controversy. My fun thing, though, is, yeah, Bud Light sales are down, but Anheuser-Busch as a whole is actually up money during this whole thing because a lot of the people boycotting Bud Light don't realize just how many brands InBev Anheuser-Busch has, and they've just switched to other InBev Anheuser-Busch beers. So like they're drinking Michelob or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't they own like Sam Sam Adams and everything now? I do. They own Sam Adams now. No, Sam know. Adams is still independent, I think, but they own Goose Island, Wicked Goose Weed. Island. That's what um, it is. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, is the shittiest island in Chicago. Don't go to Goose Island, Chicago. There's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> Are there geese? No. There's. Well, that's false advertising. Not, Goose Island isn't even <laughs> in Goose Island. All right, here we go. My turn. What is it? Um, so this is a beer that Jeff Gore, Jeff and Marissa came over to our house, brought the kids over, went in the pool, and they brought. They were nice enough to bring me a 12-pack of uh, Mixed Highlight. Highlight is a IPA from Tampa Cigar City Brewing. It's our best-known beer. Um, but when we're putting the beers in the outdoor fridge, Jeff leaves three of them in the box and goes, no, 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 these go in the garage. No one is dumb enough to drink them. They're nasty. So... I got myself a Spanish Cedar High Ally from Cigar City Brewing because I had to know what Jeff Gore considers nasty. And I just put a picture of this in our Discord. So ptebb.com slash Discord. I took a picture of this, put it in Discord, and Jeff Gore's exact response was, no. <laughs> <laughs> so little, little update over here. I have now um, had some of this delicious Bud Light. And... Um, the crazies were right. I, I've gone broke. 
I, I am broke. Uh, so yeah, I, I did go broke from going woke. Woke to broke. A Drew Bucks bomb story. He's <sighs> on to beer number two already. Already, already finished the first one. <laughs> that pop was a little better. Let, let me see how this is. If, not, if this sucks, I'm going to go grab that Bud Light downstairs. <laughs> That's a face. That is not great. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that is a hoppy IPA with a cedar taste. Points, uh, points for Jeff Ooh. there for warning you Ooh. and you not listening. I'm going to drink it. It's beer. It's in my house. Now I'm trying to think of what kind of beer would actually be good with cedar. Like what kind of maybe a brown. You could do a, a brown, brown ale, ale with cedar. You could do a, like a, a like a chocolate brown ale with cedar. and I bet that'd be OK. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to have something with a little more maltiness. Yes. A little, back sweet, a little malt. Yeah. Something that kind of cuts on the, the taste. An IPA with cedar yeah. is not a good choice. No. But I'm gonna drink it. It's actually where my third sip is uh burning out my my taste bud, so I'm I'm gonna finish it. You probably get a better buzz from Pine Sol. Uh, actually, I'm still I'm still my I'm still on my Tide Pod high, so we'll see how much longer <laughs> that lasts. All right. So before we get into the game, let's send you over to me to explain the rules. Welcome to the World Traveler Trivia Tournament. Here's how today's game is going to go. Our contestants will face off in three rounds of trivia. Round one is your traditional pre-game where each contestant will be given a series of 50-50 questions. Each correct answer will earn them one point. After that, we're flying on over to round two. Round two will consist of 10 questions, and each contestant will have the chance to choose between a two or a three-point question. A two-point question will come with four multiple-choice answers, and a three-point question will contain only the question itself. If the contestant wants to make the questions easier, they can downgrade either a three- or a two-point question and make either of them a one-point question. If you downgrade a two-point question, your four multiple-choice options are cut down to two, making it a true 50-50 question. If you choose to downgrade a three-point question, that contestant is then provided with four multiple-choice options to choose from. After round two, we're moving right along to round three. Round three is your wager round. Contestants will be given three categories and can wager their points in any fashion they want based solely on the categories provided. There are only two rules. They must wager only whole numbers and they cannot do a combined wager higher than what they've accumulated in rounds one and two. If you get the question right, you will get the points. If you get the question wrong, you will lose the points. Whoever has the highest point value at the end of round three is our winner, and we'll move on to the championship game. Here we go. And as we discussed before the game, we're starting with our pregame. Jeff Woodhead, you have opted to go second in the pregame. You have opted to take the even numbers. Drew, you're getting the odds. Here's I am how on. your pregame is going to go. Five questions each in the pregame. I am going to give you the name of two different amusement parks from around the world. You have to tell me which one had a higher attendance in 2021. Drew, we are starting with you. Which amusement park had higher attendance? Universal Studios Orlando or Universal's Islands of Adventure Orlando? I'm going to go straight Universal Studios. Oh, you're going straight to the incorrect bin. It was close. It was close. Universal Studios had 9 million. Adventure, Islands of Adventure had 9.1 million people in 2021. All right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. We are going over to Jeff. Jeff, you are choosing between... Disneyland, California, or Disney's Hollywood Studios, Orlando? Well, uh, I guess I am going to go with the Hollywood Studios because it was busy as fuck when I was there, Uh, although that was in early May, so might have been exactly the wrong time to be making this decision. I know Disneyland gets a lot of people, but I think... uh, Hollywood Studios does too, even though, you know, I have my issues with Orlando outside of the downtown area, but I'm going to pick uh, Hollywood Studios. 
and Jeff is doing what I can only describe as pulling a DeSantis and is arguing against <laughs> Disney World is getting a correct answer. Hollywood Studios. Do not up- compare me to that bastard again, Christopher. <laughs> well, let me let me I I will compare you both. Um I don't want either of you to be president. I mean, okay, fair. And not you because of policy reasons. I don't want that kind of burden on you. Him I don't want for policy reasons. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, the views of Drew Buckbaum and Jeff Woodhead do not necessarily reflect the views of the Pub Trivia Experience podcast. Jeff is picking up a, a correct answer there with the one point. Uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios Orlando, 9 million visitors in 2021. California Disneyland, 8.6 million. Drew, we're over to you. Question number three. What got more visitors? Disney's Epcot Orlando or Disney's Animal Kingdom Orlando? Um, you know what? I'm an animal lover. Let's go Animal Kingdom. Oh, you picked you don't pick against food and wine fest. Uh Epcot Orlando 7.8 million, Animal Kingdom 7.5 million. Epcot uh, is the answer we're looking for. I consider Animal Kingdom to be uh, a food fest, okay? <laughs> I will eat my way through the goddamn Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Sorry That's to any vegetarians and vegans Fuck. out there. <laughs> The only guy going on the Pandora ride and trying to shoot down the Navi. I see how it is. <laughs> Jeff, we are over to you. We're going a little international here. Which gets got more visitors in 2021? Disneyland Tokyo or Disneyland Shanghai? Yikes. Um, I'm going to go with Tokyo. You're going to go with an incorrect answer. Uh, Disneyland Tokyo, 6.3 million. Disneyland Shanghai, 8.5 million visitors. Yeah, I would have just, I would have gone with that just based on the population. Yep. Drew, we're over to you. One of these is a theme park I didn't know existed. Oh, that's helpful. So, Drew, what drew more visitors in 2021? Universal Studios California or Tokyo's Disney Sea? Not Disneyland. Disney Sea. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one because again, Tokyo proper has a high population. So, all right, is there enough people to 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 win the attendance there? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with it because it seems like the odd fit. Let's go Tokyo Disney Sea. Tokyo Disney Sea is a correct answer. Five point eight there, five point five for Universal Studios California. Chris, is is that Disney Sea like the letter C or Disney Sea like the There's ocean? Disneyland and Disney Sea. So is it like all Finding Nemo and Little Mermaid shit? I have no idea. Like a sprinkle of care, Moana. I did not care enough to look. Okay. <laughs> um, I will. I'm sure get an angry text message from Marissa Gore, explaining to me the wonders that are Disney Sea, but I don't care enough. <laughs> Might get that same text message from Nikki. We'll see. See, we'll see. <laughs> we are tied one to one. Jeff, we're going over to you. What got more visitors? Universal Studios Japan or Disney's California Adventure? I know don't bet against the mouse, but I kind of oh. don't feel like if Disneyland didn't get that many visitors, then how would random ass California adventure get that many visitors. So I'm going to go with universal Japan. Universal Japan is a correct answer. Uh, universal studios, Japan, 5.5 million Disney's California adventure, roughly 5 million visitors. Another close one. I do wonder how much of that's impact was possibly impacted being that was 2021 about COVID restrictions still. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I can say that because we're officially out of California and we can move on to the international portion of the game. All right. Drew, you're up next. Jeff has got a two-to-one lead. Is it Chimlong Ocean Kingdom in Hengquin, China, or Chimlong Paradise in Guangzhou, China? Guangzhou. I'm going to need those one more time. <laughs> Chimlong Ocean Kingdom in Hengquin, China. Yeah, that Kingdom, one. I want that one. Or Chimlong Paradise in Guangzhou, China. Ocean Kingdom. Ocean Kingdom is a correct answer with a blind. Yeah. 
I figured it's like, you know, SeaWorld China or something, you know? <laughs> Jeff, we're over to you. You can maintain a one-point lead if you get this right. Otherwise, it's a tie ball game. What got more visitors, Disneyland Paris or Disneyland Hong Kong? Hey, uh, normally I'd say Disneyland Hong Kong, but Disneyland, Hong Kong was going through some shit in 2021. Uh, I don't know. Hong Kong, well, that having been said, there are just way more people around Hong Kong, so I'm just going to go with that one. I uh, should have gone with your first instinct. Uh, Disneyland Hong Kong 2021, 2.8 million versus Disneyland Paris, 3.5 million. Paris is the answer we're looking for. Travel within Europe is just so damn easy, though. Like that's Yeah, true, true, yeah. Yeah, if you can get on a bullet train and be in Paris, I'm actually like, I'm actually planning a trip to uh, Disneyland Paris at some point because um, I promised my son I would take him to Paris. It's number one on his like list of places to go. But I also want to take him to Disney. So I'm just like, why don't I just kill two birds with one stone and only have to pay for one flight? <laughs> That's true. Drew, I'm going to give you another option here. You could go to one of these two theme parks in the grand continent of Europe. Number nine, is it De Efteling in the Netherlands or Europa Europa Park in Germany? The F was that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, well, I'm going to go with uh, De, De F to whatever, because the last time uh, my people went to a, a park in Germany, things didn't end well, okay? Mm. Um that was Ouch. that was not uh, that was not a good uh, was not a good experience. So we're gonna go with the the F the F to you. The Efteling in the Netherlands is a correct answer. Three point three million. Yeah. Europa Park in Germany three million. Drew, you got a one point lead. You are out of round one. Jeff, we're over to you. Which of these had a higher po- uh, attendance in twenty twenty one? Is it Everland in Seoul, South Korea, or? Lot World, L O T T E, in Seoul, South Korea. Just pouring through these Bud Lights. My God, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna just say Lot World. Why not? <laughs> Unfortunately, not Everland. Three point five million. Lot World, two point seven million. And huh. with that, Drew, you have got a three to two lead coming out of the pregame. All right. Gentlemen, we are at the point in the game now where it's all in your hands. You're going to get to choose between a two or a three-point question. Remember, if you opt to change them into a one-point question, a three-point question, turn to one-point question, will give you a multiple-choice answer of four. If you have a two-point question, you want to go to a one-point question, I will cut your multiple-choice from four to two. Drew, you opted to pick, and you opted to go first in this round. You want a two or a three-point question. Uh, I want a three-point question. You want a three-point question. Here is your three-point question. Opened in June of 1968, in what country would you find the original Legoland? Not to be confused with Legolasland in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, wait, is there really a Legolas land? No. No. <laughs> I would go to that. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that would be amazing. Uh, so I'm going to go Denmark on this. Denmark is a correct answer. Picking up three points there. All right, Jeff, we're over to you. Where are we going? Uh, three points. We're going three. Let's see if he can hit the Kobe. Jeff, in 2022, Port Canaveral overtook what other city as the busiest cruise port in the world? Uh, I'm going to say Fort Lauderdale. Okay, so I do have some clarification. Uh, Port of Miami and Port of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Fort Lauderdale is also known as the Port of the Everglades. They are two distinctly different cruise ports. That is not a correct answer for Jeff. All right. I'm up points. Woo. Drew, we're back to you. Where are we going? Uh, we're going to go for three again. All right. Here is your three-point question. This Australian state with the capital of Hobart has the second smallest economy in all of Australia and serves as Australia's chief sea link to the Antarctica. Which Australian state am I talking about? Well, fuck. Uh, kangaroos, kangaroos. Where do the kangaroos come from? Um, let's go, uh, I don't know. Uh, 
You can always make it a one point question if you want four multiple choices. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. All right. Make this a one point question. I'm going to repeat the question and then give you your four answers. The Australian state with the capital of Hobart has the second smallest economy in all of Australia and serves as Australia's cheap sea link to Antarctica. What Australian state am I talking about? Is it Tasmania, New South Wales, Western Australia, or Victoria? Tasmania. Tasmania is a correct answer. That was that if if I was going to shoot a wild guess on the three, Tasmania was going to be it. So then when it made your little list there, I was like, well, it was one of the few states I could name. It was right. my hunch, so <laughs> might as well commit to it for one freaking point. Hey, you got the point. That's all that matters. Jeff, we're over to you. Three or two points. I'm just going to do the uh, thing that all of the lower seeds in the tournament do much to their detriment and just keep jacking up threes. <laughs> well, it worked out for UMBC and some other school no one's ever heard of. <laughs> all right, Jeff, here is your three point question. The Spanish Riding School is a school of equestrian art dedicated to the preservance of classical dressage and the training of Linzanier horses. It was first created under the Habsburg monarchy in 1572 in what present day country? Now, the problem with reducing this to one is that I already know what the four is going to what the four questions are going to be, right? <laughs> like, uh, so, I mean, can you repeat the question again? I will try. Okay. The Spanish Riding School is a school of equestrian art dedicated to the preservance of classical dressage and the training of Lindenier horses. It was first created under the Habsburg monarchy in 1572 in what present day country? So probably not going to be Spain since you just mentioned Spanish. That would be a little bit silly <laughs> so since it's Habsburg that really gives you a kind of a you know, your, your multiple choice would probably be Germany Czech Republic Austria or Hungary maybe it'd be Czech Republic Slovakia uh, Austria and Hungary of those Vienna was always kind of a cultural center so I would then have to just kind of go with Austria so Austria, Austria is a correct answer. As as he's saying that all, I'm like, God damn it! It's all the logic that I was thinking. God fucking right. damn it! Yeah. He's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> he got there. He got there. Nicely done, Jeff. Drew, we're back to you. Fuck it for three. Surabaya, Bekasi, Bangdong, and Madan are the second to fifth largest city population, largest cities population wise in a Pacific Island nation. What is the largest city in this country? Uh, can I get those again? I will give those to you again. I can spell them if you want. Surabaya, S-U-R-A-B-A-Y-A. Bekasi, that's B-E-K-A-S-I. Bandung, B-A-N-D-U-N-G. And Madan, M-E-D-A-N are the second to fifth largest cities population-wise in a Pacific Island nation. What is the largest city in this country population-wise? That's making a one-pointer. All right. Read the question again, then give you your four options. Surabaya, Bakasi, Bandung, and Madan are the second to fifth largest cities population-wise in a Pacific Island nation. What is the largest city in this country population-wise? Is it Manila, Jakarta, Port Moresby, or Auckland? Jakarta. Jakarta is a correct answer. Picking up the point. Can, can I quibble with the uh, the characterization of Indonesia as a Pacific Island nation? Yeah, so here that that's... So the, the the reason I made it a one pointer is my instinct was I have a feeling this is about to be Jakarta, but again right. I was mentally objecting to that being a Pacific Island. Yeah, like I like I I I, 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 I knew it goes uh, from the, um, 
the, Bandung. Uh, and I know that's Indonesian, so I would have gone with it anyway. I just figured maybe Chris doesn't know where the Pacific Ocean is. Well, no, but it goes from uh, the Bay of Bengal all the way out to the Pacific. It's a giant. It's a, it, it, it is. is. It's yeah. And, and, and you're right. You're right. If you're just this talking isn't a about the little part of the Mediterranean type scenario. It is. It is. I think we. What's what is absolutely clear here is that uh, um, you know Jeff Gore was saying on the Discord earlier that we just need better delineation among <laughs> bodies of water. Okay, someone well, needs to just go out there and draw some fucking that question lines. Absolutely unfair. I'm happy to give you another question. No, I'm I'm very fine with it. I I I had a hunch that that was what it was going to be, and I just wanted to feel it out to be sure. So no, that, we're we're good. I, I will say this. The shocking part to me there was that Bandung wasn't the second largest city in Indonesia. Because right, I've never yeah. heard of yeah, Surabaya actually, or Bekasi, but I've heard of Bandung. Right. <laughs> and I've heard so, of Bandung. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, okay. Drew, you're getting the point. Jeff, we're over to you. Are we sticking with three pointers or are we going to two? Yeah, let's, let's jack up another three. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Here's your three-point question. There are seven countries in the European Union that do not use the euro. Which country does not meet the criteria to use the euro and still uses its own, uh, sorry, its own currency, the LU, L-U-E? Oh, boy. Um, so let's see here. Um, European Union... Obviously, we kicked Britain out, but that's... Uh, um... Yeah, they use the loo. Go for it. <laughs> they do use the loo. That's what I'm frequently. saying. That's where they go potty. <laughs> However, <laughs> um, that means it's got to be something Eastern European, probably Balkan. Uh, and one of those random-ass new members. So, like... Which means that the multiple choice won't help me at all because it's just name an Eastern European country and, well, <laughs> I think I am going to go with, I think North Macedonia just joined and there was that whole kerfuffle about Macedonia versus North Macedonia and yada, yada, yada. Greece almost went to war over it, what the hell ever. So I'm just going to say North Macedonia. Uh, North Macedonia is not a correct answer. North Macedonia actually uses the dinar. Oh. Your hmm. multiple choice, Jeff, for zero points now would have been Poland, Greece, Romania, or Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Right, yeah. I think Bulgaria probably out of those. No, it's actually Romania. Hmm. Okay. All right, we are on to question number four. Drew, where are we going? From downtown, baby. Why do I even write two-point questions? <laughs> I mean, I'm a smart ass, so actually, wait, what's the score? I usually don't give a score update till after question five, but well, it it when we have to pick different point values, it's important. Drew, you are currently up eight to five. Then fuck it, let's go for three. <laughs> Here is your three point question. I hope you're a foodie as you chug your Bud Light. That six pack's gonna be gone by the end of the night, isn't it? It's going to be gone by the end of the round. What number is that, Drew? This is four. Holy crap. Drew, while cheddar cheese has no protected designation or origin, if you're putting it on your cheeseburger this 4th of July, you might want to know that cheddar originated in which English county that borders that borders both Gloucestershire and Bristol and is across the Bristol Channel from Cardiff. Oh, let's just make it a one-pointer. Okay, I'll read your question again. While cheddar cheese has no protected designation or origin, if you're putting it on your cheeseburger this 4th of July, you might want to know that cheddar cheese originated in which English county that borders both Gloucestershire and Bristol and is across the Bristol Channel from Cardiff. Is it Somerset, Cornwall, Derbyshire, or Kent? Cornwall. Unfortunately, Cornwall is an incorrect answer. Cheddar cheese is from Somerset. Well, of course it is. Everyone knows that. Jeff, we're over to you. All right, give me uh, give me another three. Oh, he wants to tie it up. <laughs> I 
The Australian flag, also known as the Australian Blue Ensign, features the British Union Jack, features the British Union Jack, the Commonwealth Star, and stars from the constellation of the Southern Cross. In total, how many stars are on the Australian flag? Five. Five is an incorrect answer. While the Southern Cross typically has been told, said to have four stars on the Australian flag, they mark the Southern Cross with five stars. That means the are there are right, six stars on now. the flag. I have to look this up now. A challenge has been submitted. Oh, huh. Okay. It's that random ass weird star over by the. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Over on the left there. that I don't get. Yeah. Most okay. people have the Southern Cross as being a constellation of four stars. There are some people that list it with five. The Australian flag. Right. Because it looks like a weird ass question. The Southern Cross. <laughs> well, thank weird. you for missing that. All right, Drew, we're over to you. Where are we going? We are going to go to make you happy with two points. We're going with two <laughs> points. I'm going to scroll all the way back up to the top. Oh, so it made more work for you? Yeah, my right <laughs> finger has to do a lot of scrolling. Drew, which of these is not a popular ski resort in France? Is it Grenoble, Couchevel, Maribel, or La Rochelle? Wee oui, wee oui, poo poo. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, La Rochelle. For two points, Drew thinks that La Rochelle is a correct answer. All right. Jeff, we're back to you. Will vexillology bite you in the ass again? Uh, three. Vexing vexillology for three points. <laughs> Here's your three-point question. What airline, the second largest in Europe, is headquartered in Cologne and has its primary hubs in both Frankfurt and Munich? Lufthansa. Lufthansa is a correct answer. With a quick three, Jeff is back in the game. Drew, where are we going? For three points, please. For three points, here we go. Not just the name of a pizza chain in the U.S., the Grimaldis are the royal family of what small independent country? Monaco? For three, Drew has taken it again. Monaco is a correct answer. What the hell pizza chain is he referring to? <laughs> uh, Grimaldi's Pizza is a, it's a chain in the U.S. Actually, pretty good. Oh, New York I thought you were thinking like you were referring to Monaco's pizza, and I was no. like, oh, "I never heard of that." No, Grimaldi's. All, All right. right, I'm going to jack up another three, I guess. All right, we're going back to three. Not counting Alaska's Aleutian Islands, which state in the U.S. has the easternmost point? Maine. Maine is a correct answer. Jeff picking up three. We've got three. Three pointers in a row. Drew, where are we going? Four, three. Four, three. Well, I guess it's time for you to get an airline's question. Adria <laughs> Airways was the national airline of what former Yugoslavian country? The airline shut down in 2019 after declaring bankruptcy. Yeah, let's make it a one. Here are your four questions. Four, uh, I guess I'm drinking a podcast. I'm going to read your question again, followed by your... That's like answers. your guy's entire gimmick. It is. <laughs> Adria Airways was the national airline of which former Yugoslavian country? The airline shut down in 2019 after declaring bankruptcy. Is it Serbia, Slovenia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, or North Macedonia? Let's go Bosnia. Unfortunately, not Bosnia and Herzegovina. It was the national airline of Slovenia. All right, Jeff, we're over to you. Jack up another three. Well, you, you guys like hearing me pronounce words incorrectly, so here we go. <laughs> that could be an entire podcast. This one could take an entire podcast to read. <laughs> oh, God. The, the, the Jin Gary Bear Mosque, the City Yahia Mosque, and the Great Mosque of Dijen are three of the most famous mosques in this historic, intellectually, and spiritually influential city that today is impoverished and under threat from radical Islamic groups. Oh, okay. That would be Timbuktu. Timbuktu is a correct answer. How did you know that one off the top of your head? I, I So the mosque names like rang a little bell, and then you were like, historical, intellectual capital. I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. 
there it is. I know, I know a little bit of Molly in history, man. Mansa Musa was a crazy motherfucker. He was. <laughs> Your score is coming at question number seven. Jeff has taken the lead. It is fourteen to thirteen. Drew, where are we going? Gonna go for three. Fuck it. Going to three, here is your three-point question. Control of the island nation of Cyprus is split between citizens originating from what two countries? Turkey and Greece. Turkey and Greece is a correct answer. Jeff, where are we going? Uh, Well, you know, I've hit three threes in a row, so I'm guessing I'm just going to throw up another heat check here. Three. All right. Here we go. Here, number five has been popped. <laughs> Jeff, of the many languages spoken across Europe, what is the official language of the microstate Liechtenstein? Okay, well, Liechtenstein is stuck between two German-speaking countries. So that's obviously kind of the first... Uh, um, instinct there so i'm just gonna go with it even though i know there's an outside chance that it's like romance or something uh so uh german <laughs> german is a correct answer sometimes the obvious answer is the answer right <laughs> right yeah yeah is this one of those things where i just am overthinking it or i wish you had <laughs> overthought it some more but <laughs> drew we're over to you where are we going Uh, We're going to go for three again, because, you know, fuck it. Here's your three-point question. Widely known as the tallest mountain on Earth, Mount Everest borders Nepal in what other country? Um, hmm. My uh, my Himalayan geography is pretty shite. Would you say it's a little rocky? No, it's in the U.S. Um, Nepal and... Do I want to take the shot here, or do I want to make it a one-pointer? Oh, if I wasn't playing such a tough opponent, I would easily go for the one pointer here just to be safe. (laughs) Oh, man. My geography over there isn't so goddamn perfect, though. Let's make it a one pointer just to be safe here. All right. Widely known as the tallest mountain on Earth, Mount Everest borders Nepal and what other country is it India China, Bhutan, or Bangladesh? Let's go Bhutan. Unfortunately not. It borders not only Nepal, but Tibet, which is claimed by China. Ah. China is the answer that we're looking for. Jeff, we're over to you. You had a chance here to expand your lead. You only want to go for two. I sense it. Hang on. I, uh, I got, I got dropped there for a second. Sorry. Uh, I think he said computer... you're you're losing by a lot and you should only go for two. So Jeff Drew got that question incorrect. It was a three point question. Yeah, he missed. yeah I, I heard him guess Bhutan and then I was going to make a, some snarky comments about how my uh, how clearly Chris believes that Tibet should not be an independent country. And I think that's what cut me off because the Chinese sensed that and killed my Internet for a second. So I couldn't make the joke. Uh, but I just did, so <laughs> fuck you, Xi Jinping. Uh, I'm gonna go <laughs> okay, so let's list the world leaders Jeff is royally pissed off, or future so, leaders. Chris, I hope you don't have him scheduled for any future recordings, because he's going to go missing tomorrow. <laughs> oh. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, my Lord. Jeff, where are we going? Three. All right. Jeff, here is your three-point question. The national flag... Oh, you get two vexillology questions in one game. How about that? The Jeez. national flag of Albania features a red background that symbolizes bravery, strength, valor, and bloodlust. In the center of that is a double-headed bird. What kind of bird is it? Uh, <laughs> I can picture the bird, but it like doesn't look like anything. Like this, The, the main, main problem is that that bird doesn't resemble any hummingbird realistic bird that i've ever fucking seen right big bird so like <laughs> it's, so it's not a hummingbird i'm just gonna guess a fucking eagle <laughs> he drains the three <laughs> motherfucker eagle because i said big bird that tipped you off to eagle. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was absolutely big bird 
<laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be a big bird, maybe an eagle. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm going to go be on the flag of Albania. Do you know where Albania is, kids? That's a shitty big bird. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a Barney. What the fuck? That was one, yeah. That was a Barney, wasn't it? God damn, I'm too drunk. I need to go uh, go read my kids' Sesame Street books again. I can at Reading least do help you Barney Grover. Big bird, dude. I'm really good at the Grover voice. <laughs> Are you, though? Drew, we are back to you. Where are we going? Uh, I'm going to go for three. Of course you are. Here's your three-point question. Drew, of all the countries in Europe, which country has the most hotel bedrooms, totaling over one million? All right. Most um, hotel bedrooms. Most hotel bedrooms. Okay. That's a good one. Um, well, this is World Traveler Trivia. Well, so two of your most visited cities in the world perennially are London and Paris. Um, with France being the larger country and therefore, you know, more hotel rooms throughout the country as a whole, likely, I'm going to say France. Unfortunately, not. It is actually Italy. It's oh, Italy. Italy. Okay. All right. Jeff. You are currently sitting on a 20 to you, lead. Are we going three or two points? Let's just keep jacking them up till I brick one. Well, let's see if you can lay a brick. What Asian country, formerly a member of the USSR, has Dushanabe as its capital and Momali Rahman, Rahman as its authoritarian president since 1994? Is that, like, can, you, can you give me that... You give me that capital again because I couldn't Someone make it out. Someone popped a bottle of can during that. <laughs> I'll repeat the question. What Asian country, formerly a member of the USSR, has Dushanbe, D-U-S-H-A-N-B-E, as its capital? Okay, that's what, right. And Emomali Rahman as its authoritarian president since 1994. Okay, so let's see here. It's one of the stands. Um the capital of Turkmenistan, which I absolutely insisted on knowing after my wisdom teeth surgery. Like, <laughs> I woke up from my wisdom teeth surgery and I harassed the nurse to tell me what the capital of Turkmenistan was. And that's Ashgabat. And I'm not going to forget that because of that moment. Um, the Kyrgyzstan's Bishkek. Um, okay, you're showing the fuck obviously off. Obviously not Kazakhstan. So what the fuck are the other two? <laughs> Uh, I know. It's uh, probably the one I'm thinking. It's Tajikistan. It's, it's not Uzbekistan because that's Tashkent. So it's got to be Tajikistan. Is that your final answer? Yeah, Tajikistan is my final answer. Tajikistan is a correct answer. God fucking damn it. Your scores <laughs> coming out of round two, going into the wager round. Drew had 16. Jeff Wood had 23 points. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. Here's how your wager round is going to work. I'm going to give you three categories. You can wager your points in any way, shape, or form that you want in those three categories, providing you're wagering whole numbers only. Ah. And you cannot wager more points than you currently have. So, Drew, ah. your combined wager cannot go over 16. Jeff, your combined wager cannot go over 23 points. Your categories, it's a game that I wrote, so they're very direct, but they're also a little vague. Your categories are going to be history, geography, and food. History, geography, and food. All right. Our wagers are locked in. We're going to go question by question through this. Hell yeah, we are. Final round, question number one. Your category is in history. A staple of American independence, 
the Liberty Bell was actually manufactured in a bell foundry in what London district that is more famous for the murders that happened there over a hundred years later? Do you need that question again? No. All right, that's one of my favorite board games. All right, are we all locked in? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Question number two, your category is geography. Lake Titicaca is not just (laughs) It's actually become a sprawling tourist hotspot in recent years, contributing millions to the economies of the two countries that it borders in South America. What two countries border Lake Titicaca? I know one of them hard. All right, locked in for question number two. We're going to move on to question number three. Your category is food. Hungary, I know I am for this national dish of Hungary that features a steaming bowl of slowly cooked meat, usually beef, veal, pork, or lamb, water or stock, oil, garlic, caraway seed, root vegetables, and, of course, paprika. Name this tasty dish that can be made a variety of ways. All right, everyone is locked in. We're going to move right along Starting with question number one. Actually, no, let's start with question number three. This could be fun. We're going to go back to top, bottom to top. Question number three, your category was food. Hungry, you know I am. For this national dish of hungry that features a steaming bowl of slowly cooked meat, usually beef, veal, pork, or lamb, water or stock, oil, garlic, caraway seed, root vegetables, and, of course, paprika. Name this tasty dish that can be made a variety of ways. Jeff, what was your answer? What was your wager? Goulash for two. Jeff's picking up two points. Drew. Goulash for 14. Drew's Ooh. picking up 14 points. Go, go look at my learned league. Like food is is one of my top categories. Going into question number two, Drew has taken the lead. It's 30 to 25. Question number two, your category is in geography. Lake Titicaca is not just fun to say. It's become a sprawling tourist hotspot in recent years, contributing millions to the the economies of the two countries that it borders in South America. What two countries border Lake Titicaca? Drew, your answer and your wager. So the fun thing is I've started writing more global trivia questions, and this is one of my South America questions that I wrote like a month ago. (laughs) I'm a thousand percent sure on Bolivia, and I'm like, 80% 80% sure on Peru. So we want Bolivia, Peru. And your wager? Uh, one point. Jeff, you're answering your wager. Yes, Peru and Bolivia for seven points. Jeff, storming back, has got a 32 to 31 lead heading into question number one. Ironically, we went backwards to forwards. Your category is in history. A staple of American independence, the Liberty Bell was actually manufactured in a bell foundry in what London district that is more famous for the murders that happened there over a hundred years later. Drew, your answer and your wager. Uh, My answer would be the Whitechapel district, and it's uh, one point. Jeff, your answer and your wager. Yeah, I said Hyde Park, and you're right. It is absolutely Whitechapel. I said six, so. And with that, with a final score of 32 to 26, Drew Bucksbaum is our champion. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you have to deal with him for one more episode. (laughs) Drew, what beer number is that? That's the sixth. That was the final. Yeah. Pack it an episode. My God, sir. Have you no shame? You you are really becoming John Belushi from Animal House. (laughs) Uh, Now I'm better. Jeff, my friend, hell of a game. Hell of a game. Unfortunately, uh, the Ripper caught you in the end. Drew. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't. I knew it was Jack the Ripper, but I couldn't place the, the district. It's all right. <laughs> I hate that murders in Whitechapel game. I don't like the fact that you have to rely on someone else telling the truth to, to validate if you're right or wrong. It bothers me. Uh, the person playing Jack the Ripper has to be honest with you when it tells you where you're moving. And there's no way to control that. I play with some I, I play in a a, a a notorious hive of scum and villainy. So, you know. You're one of the few people I know that knows that game, though, so I'm impressed. I I bought it. I bought it. Uh, Yeah, I wasn't a fan. But, Drew, you're moving on. We'll see you in the championship game. As I mentioned earlier, ladies and gentlemen, you guys don't know who won the last games. You don't know who you're going to be playing, and you have no knowledge of what those games were like, so you don't even know how to go about wagering or preparing. Our next game is going to be a head-to-head-to-head three-way matchup to crown our World Traveler Trivia Champion. 
and it's going to be a blast. We will see you next That's a lot week. ahead. We'll see you next week with that championship match. Drew, we will see you there. Jeff, I'm sure we'll catch you on another episode here in the very near future. If you enjoy what we do on a regular basis and you want to support us here at the Pub Trivia Experience podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. That's your home for all of our bonus content, our regular content. All that fun stuff is right there. Different tiers out there starting, I think, from $5 on up. Different reward structures. The whole nine is there. You can find out find out more about us there. Also, our Facebook page, our, pay, our Discord. Check the show notes. All of it's in there, I promise you. Uh, before we take off, Drew, tell our listeners once again where they can find you in the Nerd Off podcast. Yeah, uh, anywhere that you can find podcasts, pretty much, you can find Nerd Off. Uh, it's another trivia podcast because clearly if you're listening here, you don't like those. You don't want more of those. <laughs> and uh, this is just annoying the crap out of you. Uh, no, that's the beautiful thing about trivia. We cannot get enough of it. So, yeah, go listen to Nerd Off. Uh, you'll hear Chris on there a few times, Tim on there a few times. Jeff hasn't been on yet, but we're going to get him on there just because he's a trivia whore, too. So, yeah, go check it out. It is a it is a good time, although I take umbrage with the fact that you think people listening to this want to listen to more trivia. I think they come here to feel better about themselves. And, you know, me on the show kind of helps them. In, in fairness, listening to me even more will make you feel better about yourself. Yeah, but you're smart. We will see you all next time. Until then, have a good one.